God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, you know, we have three big stories we're going to be talking about today. Uh, one are um, the uh, connections with biolabs in Ukraine and USAID. Because I was posting some things over on Facebook and on I don't know. I'm probably going to get banned again. Um, but uh, the idea was all these different uh, bits of information that I was gathering uh, were being rejected. I wasn't allowed to post them. And then, you know, it was kind of the same experience I had with, you know, uh, Hunter Biden and, and the cover up there. So, yeah. And, and then the other part is with regard to Katani Jackson Brown. KJB, they call her, um, or Brown Jackson, KBJ, um, they uh, are blocking a lot of the information that's coming out about her. And and in fact, uh, Ted Cruz was debating with Dick Durbin from Illinois, a Democrat, leader of the uh, Senate Judiciary. Um, They were complaining that they weren't getting discovery. That during the Kavanaugh hearings and Amy Coney Barrett, uh, they were basically getting the uh, information that they needed. You know, discovery. All the information. All the information that was available at the time. And equal, and both parties were getting it in equal time. So if there was a delay on some bit of information, it wasn't just one party getting delayed and the other uh, party not getting delayed. So there was no fairness, really, when you think about it. So we are going to play uh, some clips. We're going to start off with Ukraine. Because uh, seven years ago, probably more than that, actually, but it says seven years from when this TikTok was created, this was Nigel Farage talking about Ukraine the EU 
and globalists. Let's take a listen. Uh, let's see. So the other the other thing is that just about everything we've been talking about is is starting to come true. That this war is totally about globalism and how it threatens Putin. And, you know, it's not just going to be a, a war, uh, a physical war. It's going to be a socioeconomic war because what we know our sanctions are used as a as a weapon, as is the currency and the socioeconomic dynamics uh, in play. And that's why China is going to be a major player in this major war that we're uh, engaged in right now. And we got here because of the uh, expansion of globalism. You know, we played that clip yesterday about Herbert Walker Bush talking about the New World Order. Then we played the clip about Biden talking about the New World Order. We also played a number of times the uh, member of parliament in Ukraine talking about the New World Order. And New World Order is just another word for liberal globalism, socialism. It's sort of like the spread of communism back in the 60s when we were so worried that the spread of com- communism was going to enter the uh, Asian Peninsula, peninsula uh, migrate into Asia and bridge the gap between China and, say, Russia. And so uh, the Vietnam War, we said we have to be there. We have to be there because we got to stop the scourge, the spread of communism. You know, McCarthy was right. He, he didn't want to see the spread of communism. And nobody wants communism. That's why nobody really wants to side with Putin. But nobody really should be fooled by the lying liberal, socialist, globalists in search of a new world order, unseating the power of American people and giving it to a bunch of elites in Brussels and at the UN and elsewhere. That's why for us, as we the people, it is not a good idea to choose sides in this effort because both sides are losers. And somehow we found ourselves in a place where there's a battle going on for our future and we don't even have a fight in the game. We don't even have a piece at the chessboard because these two are fighting each other. It's almost by design. And it's a little bit scary when you think about it. That we're on the sidelines, not even playing the game. That it's between globalism and communism. That's like saying, you know, having a debate between Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They're both racist. They're both fascists. They're both Marxist. And you have to choose a winner at the end. It's kind of crazy, right? You, you wouldn't pick a winner. They're both losers. And somehow this is, this is where we found ourselves in a, in a uh, mired down quandary of things. But in one sense, you know, we're being asked to support those who support Zelensky. 
But the same people that are asking you to side with them in their support of Zelensky are the same people that have that stupid looking mask on their face or basically want you to social distance. They want to rig your elections. They want ballot harvesting. They want late mail turnouts. They want a whole bunch of things. They want to tell you about a Trump P-tape that never existed. They want to bury the lead and hide the information about Hunter Biden's laptop. They want to impeach a duly uh, elected American president over a perfectly good call he made to congratulate a clown, a circus act named Zelensky, a comedian who just won the election because he was in bed with a guy named Kolomoisky, who was a super rich oligarch that made Zelensky rich and a media star and got himself elected over another corrupt leader in Ukraine, Poroshenko. And you can go on before that. But the idea here is that the same people that were lying to you, the Marie Yovanovitches and the Dr. Fauci's and the Joe Biden's and the Hunter Biden's are all on the same side as the New World Order globalist socialist who closed down his media this week and shut shut off any ability for a political foe to have a voice, basically to ice all of his political adversaries and control all of the media, which is not, no different than, say, something that Justice Trudeau did. The same people that want to lock up the people for questioning the election rigging and protested on behalf of Donald Trump being the victim of election fraud, and now they're rotting in jail without due process, while they let pedophiles go with this judge that they're they're um, uh, asking questions about, and the judge can't even tell you who a woman is. It's the same people that voted. To, to to suggest that USA Today has their woman of the year as a male, as a guy. The same people at the NCAA and in the elites that say that Leah Tom, Thomas is the, the NCAA's fastest woman swimmer when she's a man. It's a, he's a man. You know, they're, they're flipping the card upside down. Men are men, women are women. Look at the chromosomes. You know, the NCAA needs to get into that whole biology of looking at chromosomes and ovaries and things like that. They can no longer just take your word for it. What do you feel like today? I feel like a a pronoun. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it's destroying women's athletics. But those same people that are gaslighting you, lying to you, Firing you. You're losing your jobs. They're forcing you to take jabs. 
They want to freeze your bank accounts if you disagree with them. They want to throw you off of social media, censor you to control the outcome of elections. We're learning more and more about what Mark Zuckerberg was up to in Wisconsin. And it's bad. But the idea here is these same monsters, these same criminals of civil rights, these same racists, these same segregationists now want you to endorse a radical socialist globalist thug in Zelensky who squashes his political opponents, censors his, uh, the, the free press or the press in Ukraine and uh, silences his, uh, and controls like a dictator, like a, say, a Justin Trudeau. So I say no thank you to that. I don't want to be on their side. But, you know, I have, a, I have a brain of my own. I can think for myself and I can open my eyes and see that there are no winners here. And that I don't need to choose one side over the other because this is a ruse. I think this is a ruse. I think they wanted Putin to fall into a trap. I think they wanted Putin to invade Ukraine. Otherwise, it could have been easily stopped and halted. But they kept banging that drum. They kept banging that drum about the the uh, Ukraine getting into the EU, Ukraine getting to be part of NATO. Ukraine wasn't even worth anything. It was a puppet country, a laundering country, a country famous for its money laundering. And somehow that was the country that was instrumental in impeaching an American president. That's the country that we're supposed to go to World War III for. That's the country? Are you kidding me? It's crazy out there. But that is the country they're using as bait. That is the country they're using as a martyr. I'm looking at green screen videos of Zelensky in front of buildings all day long. Let me tell you something. They're using it as bait. They're luring in a whale. They're luring in Putin. Putin is dumb enough to fall for this. And he's entering into a trap. And what they're, what they're able to do is get a coalition that's bigger than what they had to, to, to align themselves with the globalists. So they're even going to get people on the right, conservatives. They're going to get them to buy into that, this, this, this ruse They're going to get them to align themselves with Zelensky. They're going to get them to put an avatar up that's yellow and blue, the color of their flag. They're going to get them to say bad things about Russia. And they're going to get them to be in alignment with a new world order. And they're so stupid that they can't even wait. Or it's not that they're stupid and they can't wait, but they have to actually dog whistle out there because some people aren't getting the memo. So when Biden earlier this week starts talking about a new world order and it's very much in line with the member of parliament in Ukraine that's talking about a new world order 
And it's very much in line with what the Bushes have always been about and the Obamas and the Clintons. This new world order, you know that they're going to be the elites at the top of the food chain in that new world order, in control of your life, of your social credit score, of your speech, and everything else you do. They're going to slap a mask on you so quickly. Fauci just said it this week. He said, it's probably likely we're going to have to go back and, you know, once we see a spike somewhere along the way, probably about two, three weeks before the election. I can't do his voice, right? So I'll just do any voice. But the idea is they got it all set up. And they can't win with their ideas. They can't win because the people hate them. They didn't get 81 million real votes. What it is, is they are conning people. They are, they are rigging elections. They don't have to worry about the election. If they can control the mechanism, they can control the machine. They can control the outcome of an election. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how many rallies you have. It doesn't matter how many um, caravans you, you put together. It doesn't matter. And that's why we, the Achilles heel for the globalists is that they are top heavy. The Achilles heel of the globalists is built like a pyramid structure. They are heavy at the top, just like Xi is on China. China is a house of cards built on sand. When they start to collapse, it's going to be the big collapse. And they could collapse. They are fragile, but they are strong. And what I'm saying is, is that the bigger this globalist movement, this bigger this union gets, the more, t- the more uh, top-heavy it becomes. And when it crumbles, it crumbles big. And the way you actually get to beat a giant, like a David and Goliath, is you snip the Achilles heel. You cut their Achilles tendon. Haven't you seen a movie like that where a big a big guy was dominating a, a small guy in a fight and snip, snip the Achilles heel, the Achilles tendon, and the guy comes crashing down to the ground, can't function. And what we have to do as a David in this war with Goliath, is we have to figure out where our opportunities are. And the opportunities are decentralized. The opportunities are at the state capitol, not the U.S. capitol. It's not in D.C. where you're going to make a difference. It's at the state and local board level. It's at the school district level. It's at the township level. It's at the town constable level. It is at the city and state and local official level. And this is what one of my beefs, because if you were to listen to any of the shows I did in the lead up to January 6th, I was complaining, why are people heading to D.C.? I didn't understand that. And this was a lot of like General Flynn was doing it 
Alex Jones was doing it. Everybody was getting up on stage at the Jericho March and all these big rallies in these big places, but they weren't going to the right places. They should have been at the city hall or the state capitol of in uh, Arizona and in Wisconsin and in Georgia and in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and even Nevada, Virginia, where there was lots of fraud. And they should have gone to those state capitals and they should have done it. They should have done that. And they should have gotten them to decertify because I think that what Giuliani and Jenna Ellis put together was a great case in each state. And it was enough to get those conservative legislatures to decertify. And that would have tied the hands of someone like Pence. And that would have been a better way to go. But they didn't go that way. And partly because of infiltration. Because your, your opponent didn't want you to go that way. So what did, the, what did your opponent do? And I'm talking about my opponent. And I'm talking about your opponent. What did they do? They hired a whole bunch of people to infiltrate the conservative party. They put a Pied Piper in their mouth and had them start blowing whistles. And what they did was they, like a Pied Piper, waltzed them right into Washington. Meanwhile, there was no one left to fight the fight at the state capitol. And that's a real problem. Because that's where the solution was and that's where the answers were. And that's where things could have been achieved. But they didn't want you to go for the Achilles heel of the giant, the Goliath. They didn't want you to hit the Achilles heel. They wanted you to actually get smashed with the Goliath's hammer in D.C., the federal government, the FBI, the CIA. So you see that metaphor there? You see it? Can you envision it? This is the problem. This is not the solution. This is what happened to us as a people. We've been, and that's, this is why it's so important to not be misguided and to be taken down wrong paths because they're distractions. You know, there's a lot of people saying that there's a distraction going on right now. Everybody's getting COVID. Jen Psaki's getting COVID. Hillary Clinton's getting COVID. Obama got COVID. This war in Ukraine is designed to actually crush with inflation oil prices. It's designed to align half the Republican Party, at least those sheeple people, sheeple to align themselves with the globalists, to help them build a bigger coalition and become stronger than they are already. And then when the COVID mandates come back, you're going to see all kinds of crazy things. And this is a problem. These distractions are problems. They don't want you to look at Hunter Biden. They don't want you to look 
at the state legislature where they're exposed, where they have, they're outgunned. You know, these state legislatures that are run by Republicans are outgunned. And where they can't do anything about it, they'll buy off the politicians with Chinese money, with BlackRock money, with corporate money, with NGOs and lobbyists. And it doesn't take a lot of money to buy off a local politician. Someone like Lindsey Graham, yeah, he's used to bigger fish and bigger money because he's a bigger fraudster. But these small mom and pop people, you get, you you dangle half a million dollars in front of them, and that'll that's chump change to some of these operatives. This is why I'm not t- entirely sold on the cyber monkey endeavor, where they got something like eight million dollars to do the job, but then somebody at the end said, "We'll give you another fifteen million to shut up the job, to actually don't." To, to water it down, to, to make it less potent so that nothing really, really comes of it. And that's very entirely possible. Who's to stop it? Who's to say it didn't happen? You know, money was definitely changing hands. And now it's been silenced. Almost as if it's like a non-disclosure agreement. We're going to pay you to shut up. It happens every day in business. It's part of who we are as people. We're all animals. It's just a it's just a nasty business, the politic business, right? Let's take a listen to Nigel Farage, who is warning us about the European Union toying around with a very corrupt Ukraine. Let's take a listen. Nigel Farage warned the UN globalists seven years ago. Provocation of Vladimir Putin. This EU empire, ever seeking to expand, stated its territorial claim on the Ukraine some years ago. Uh, Just to make that worse, of course, some NATO members said they, they, they too would like the Ukraine to join NATO. We directly encouraged the uprising in the Ukraine that led to the toppling of the President Yanukovych And that led, of course, in turn, to Vladimir Putin reacting. And the moral of the story is, if you poke the Russian bear with a stick, don't be surprised when he reacts. Now, just to continue with that, today we are rushing through an association agreement at undue speed with the Ukraine. And as we speak, there are NATO soldiers engaged in military exercises in the Ukraine. Have we taken leave of our senses? Do we actually want to have a war with Putin? Because if we do, we're certainly going about it the right way. Perhaps we ought to recognize that the West now faces the biggest threat and crisis to our way of life that we have seen for over 70 years. The recent beheadings of the British and American hostages graphically illustrates the problem. And of course, we have our own citizens from our own countries engaged in that struggle too. In the war against Islamic extremism, Vladimir Putin, whatever we may think of him as a human being, is actually on our side. I suggest we grow up. I suggest we recognize the real threat facing all of our countries, communities and societies. We stop playing war games in the Ukraine and we start to prepare a plan to help countries 
like Syria, like Iraq, like Kenya, like indeed Nigeria, to try and help them to deal with the real threat that faces us. Let's not go on provoking Putin, whether we like him or not. Well said. And, uh, you know, that's a conservative voice speaking his mind. Uh, Meanwhile, during this same time frame, the reason why there was so much interest in Ukraine is because of people like Joe Biden. Let's take a listen to a a call he has after President Trump was elected. So President Trump gets elected. He's not president yet. I think this may have been during a transitional period. No, yeah, this was November 16th, 2016. So this is after the election. Trump is now president-elect. And listen to what Joe Biden has to say about uh, getting involved with American policy in Ukraine after he knows that the unexpected happened, that Trump is now president of the United States. Two weeks after Donald Trump's victory, Joe Biden is on the phone with Poroshenko. His voice tenser now than before. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get in the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a politics where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the, the, the private bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward, I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. So you see there, right? So they, they didn't want Trump to do due diligence and look into Ukraine. But he was already going to be looking into Ukraine anyway uh, because of crowd strike and some other corruption. He got wind of it all. He knew that the leader of Montenegro was part of it. That's why he shoved that leader on stage in NATO. You know, so that was the kind of thing that was going on. Trump understood what was going on there. But uh, this was before Trump even became president. Trump is busy up in Trump Tower, basically setting up his transition team and setting up his cabinet. Meanwhile, you got James Comey up there you know, spreading lies, launching the Russian hoax, and uh, telling President Trump that he's under investigation. James Comey, such a corrupt FBI agent. You know, we understand now that the FBI threw a party. Uh, to, I think the party was scheduled for today for Con- Tangi uh, Brown-Jackson. Uh, and, uh, and this party was to celebrate the fact that she is nominated and will likely be confirmed. And I, it you know, brings me great discomfort to say that she's probably going to get confirmed. We're going to play a series of clips today just about that. But let's uh, take a listen to 
what Russell Brands had to say about the lying media. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've been wrong many times, but I'm beginning to think I'm right about this. The mainstream media is not your friend. The culture is not your friend. The government is not your friend. Big business is not your friend. They are operating collegiately in unison to create a set of systems that are beneficial to them and disadvantage you. I've made. <laughs> he has a really great channel. I recommend that you check it out. Uh, Russell Brand. He's a comedian, a bit, a bit of a comedian. He's been a liberal most of his life and he's starting to wake up. He's a little late to the game. But his delivery is very unique and very entertaining. Let's listen to what Donald Trump had to say to uh, Stuart Varney. Have, have um, Saudi Arabia is going to get him and everyone else is going to get him. And how can you tell so, him not to do it? So why is Biden doing it? Because he's stupid. OK, because he's stupid and because they're stupid and they shouldn't be in power anyway. But they're destroying our country and they may ultimately be responsible for destroying the world. Um, well, see, this is what globalism does, right? It's, it's not competitive. You don't have a competitive... Uh, it's a monopoly. And monopolies never really bring excellence. It's in line, very much in line with Common Core, like I say. And it's very much in line with, you know... Uh, that type of structure. You're never going to get, you know, we always com complain that China is stealing our intellectual property. The reason why China has to resort and rely on America for intellectual property is because they're not competitive. They're spokes in a wheel. There's no incentive for excellence there. You know, the only reason why they do good things is because they got a gun pointed to their head. It's not about creativity there. You know, they have to work or they are get imprisoned. Uh, it's, you know, just ask the Uyghurs and that sort of business. So we're going to get now to uh, a lot of this. Um, I'm going to read a couple of tweets and then we're going to get up the chain and we're going to start to get into some of the um, some of the in exchange between Katani, Katanji uh, Brown Jackson. I think it's that. That's the name. Um, well, yesterday I said this and I want to just work my way up through my t social media. And then also there, there's ample evidence now that ties Fauci with uh, Echo Health Alliance, same as like in Wuhan, but with Ukraine. And I'm hoping to find time today. Hopefully we'll have time to get into that. If not, we'll get into that tomorrow. But thousands of deaths may have been wrongly blamed on COVID. Was this part of a liberal globalist New World Order strategy to crush the middle class and gain control and power? Because this is exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And Facebook finally admits the truth. Facebook's fact checkers are really just lefty opinions. And this was a case printed up in the New York Post. Uh, John Stossel was behind this case. And he got them to admit under oath in the court of law 
that the fact checkers are really just lefty opinions or it's just opinions and the word lefty was thrown in. So there's that. And leave it to CNN. Jeffrey Tubin was caught m- masturbating on a Zoom call with colleagues is now defending lenient prison sentences for child porn. Go figure. Cernovich writes, Democrats and never-Trumpers have a deep-seated hatred for ethnic Russians. They do for Serbians, too, who they see as Russian cousins. This is why Russians with no connection to Putin, including teenage hockey players and uh, uh, and long-death authors, are being purged. Think about it. Rick Rennell says, Let's be clear, Asians, Hispanics, men, and gays were not considered for the latest Supreme Court pick. So, here, American Mind put this article out about DeSantis. They said the right can win on parents' rights. So this is just an election concept. But it says here, the right can win on parents' rights just like it did for Youngkin, in his victory over McAuliffe in, Vir- in the Virginia governor's race. Governor DeSantis is a leader on this issue of parents' rights, and it's an issue with a proven track record for winning an election. Hmm, it's interesting. Um, and he could also be the VP to Donald Trump, right? So, But uh, I think that might not be a bad situation to get into some of these other issues and not just be... Uh, approaching things with the blinders on. So there's also a really great clip that I said, I suspect this is not part of 1619 Project or Critical Race Theory Curriculum from the Thomas Sowell YouTube channel, The Truth About Black Americans Being Stolen from Africa. It's not what you think. Blacks were actually more uh, into sl- enslaving blacks than whites were, is what Thomas Sowell is suggesting here. And here's a, one from Clown World. It says, the blind is leading the blind. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, a former police officer, turns to Chicago's Lori Lightfoot for ideas on how to tackle subway crime and gun violence even as violent crime surges 34% in the Windy City. How in the world would you, as Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, want to go ahead and go forward with that and use Lori Lightfoot as your mentor? I don't get it. It's so weird. Rick Grinnell writes, She's weak on child pornographers and helped release terrorists from Gitmo. Nominating people simply because they are black and female is racist and sexist. Greg Price writes, To defend KBJ, Katani Brown-Jackson's record on child porn sentences, CNN turned to their resident expert on pornography, Jeffrey Tubin. It's pretty crazy. Now, I was stunned when this happened. Uh, Marsha Blackburn exposed Biden uh, Supreme Court pick to her face over her support of CRT. She sits in stunned silence. Let's take a listen. 
And, and Americans need a Supreme Court justice who will protect our children and will defend parents' constitutional right to decide what is best for their own kids. And here we need a little clarity. At a time when these parental rights appear to be under assault by the radical left, your public comments about, and I'm going to quote you, the transformative power of progressive education, end quote. These are deeply concerning. You serve on the board of a school that teaches kindergartners, five-year-old children, that they can choose their gender and teaches them about so-called white privilege. This school has hosted an organization called Woke Kindergarten and pushes an anti-racist education program for white families. Your public endorsement of this type progressive indoctrination of our children causes one great concern when it comes to how you may rule on cases involving parental rights. Parents also know that it's only a matter of time before we have the next pandemic, and they're concerned about more mask mandates or lockdowns from unelected bureaucrats that would harm their children's mental health and stunt their development. The American people want a Supreme Court justice who will protect their families' freedoms, not allow government overreach into private family decisions. Now, moms that I'm speaking with raise the issue of crime, and you've consistently called for greater freedom for hardened criminals. At the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, you advocated, and again, I quote, for each and every criminal defendant in the D.C. Department of Corrections custody should be released. That would have been 1,500 criminals back on the street if you had had your way. And you use the COVID-19 pandemic as justification to release a fentanyl drug dealer, a bank robber addicted to heroin, and a convict who murdered a U.S. Marshal into our communities. But your efforts to protect convicts began long before the pandemic. You used your time and talent not to serve our nation's veterans or other vulnerable groups, but to provide free legal services to help terrorists get out of Gitmo and go back to the fight. You also have a consistent pattern of giving child porn offenders lighter sentences. On average, you sentence child porn defendants to over five years below the minimum sentence recommended by the sentencing guidelines. And you have stated publicly that it is a mistake to assume that child pornography offenders are pedophiles. Your philosophy, it appears, is backward on these issues. Restrictions on children and families and freedom for criminals. In fact, your philosophy, or lack thereof, may be the root of the problem here. I was concerned during our conversation earlier this month when you told me that you really didn't have a judicial philosophy, the American people deserve a Supreme Court justice with a documented commitment to the text of the Constitution and the rule of law, not a judicial activist who will attempt to make policy from the bench. Without a judicial philosophy, a judge is legally adrift and will be inclined to consider policy rather than law.
You once wrote that every judge has, and I quote, personal hidden agendas, end quote, then influence how they decide cases. So I can only wonder, what's your hidden agenda? Is it to let violent criminals, cop killers, and child predators back to the streets? Is it to restrict parental rights and expand government's reach into our schools and our private family decisions? Is it to support the radical left's attempt to pack the Supreme Court? You have praised the 1619 Project, which argues the U.S. is a fundamentally racist country, and you have made clear that you believe judges must consider critical race theory when deciding how to sentence criminal defendants. Is it your personal hidden agenda to incorporate critical race theory into our legal system? These are answers that the American people need to know. So we are going to look at past statements and decisions and seek clarification from this committee before we make our decisions. Wow. So now, you know, um, we're going to get to a couple of quick clips now. Uh, And this one is about, uh, let's see, this one is Oh, right here. Well, this is Holly, and then we're going to get, let's see. Yeah, some of these are, are too long. This is, one, this is one I wanted to get to here. Right here, let's take a listen to this one. This is, again, Senator Blackburn. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm you not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition. Uh, can you? So she can't answer the word woman, right? That's, and there's a, there's some really great clips too with uh, Ted Cruz as well. Uh, he goes into all of her leniency. Um, he goes into our critical race theory and children's books and some other things. But for now, we're going to go ahead and take John, who's calling in. John, you're on the air. Morning, Scott. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt that Ted Cruz yeah. clip. He's usually good. He's uh, He's got that uh, almost like a Hollywood scriptwriter approach, so he's yeah. good. But, uh, you know, I you go back to Marxism, which was to make a new man. They would re-educate society or the individuals in that society make them different they ignored human nature or thought they could fundamentally change it then i jump ahead to sort of a much different uh person look at an entertainer like david crosby from crosby stills nash he was once quoted as saying we use music to take the children away from their parents and you listen to the statement this supreme court justice made about the quote transformative nature uh, of education, end quote, that they were going to uh, engage in through CRT, as uh, outlined by Senator Blackburn, and I'm sure uh, Ted Cruz is probably uh, referencing that as well. And it, it's a couple of things that come to mind. Number one is they ignore human nature, don't, don't even seek to understand it. And that always results in problems when you seek to override it and just ignore it in what you're doing. <clears throat> and they 
and they have a very you know, ambitious project, obviously, but they also are results oriented. So when she says, you see, that's one thing you had to worry about, be worried about with her. This is going to be someone who's going to promote the radical project. And you know that when she says, I have no judicial philosophy, how could you possibly go through law school and then 20 years oh, or whatever? She's lying. She's lying. You know, the whole thing about yeah, exactly. the whole thing about not being able to answer the question about what a woman is. People are getting lost in the idea. They're like, she's stupid. No, no, that's not what it is. It's not that she's stupid, that they're lying to you. They have an agenda. They have a philosophy, right? And so the fact that liberals can't answer the question of what define a woman is because they're so fearful that they're going to get into pronouns and how how many people they're going to offend uh, that are non-binary. Who cares? You know, it's easy to define a man or a woman, but the reason why liberals... Uh, find it so difficult is because they've actually, you know, been putting square pegs and round holes for decades and they've made so much confusion out of everything. And that's the problem. The fact that, you know, that, that question about women define, what is a woman? Can you define it? I thought that was a brilliant question because it gets into that deeper discussion that we shouldn't even be having. It should be a very simple common sense thing. This shouldn't even be a discussion. But in the in in the era of um what is Leah Thomas or what is Rachel Levine or what is you know all these diff- different things, you know women uh, transgender in sports. You know, it gets into all of these different things. And so by her answering that question would have opened up a can of worms. And she didn't want to get into that can. And so, therefore, she abstained from answering the question. That's exactly right. Well, you know, Rachel Levine, by the way, played <laughs> linebacker in high school. So the fact that we're even having this conversation. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, the uh, AG uh, Garland's uh, obfuscations when asked about whether uh, illegal immigration was a crime. And he, he stumbled around. And it's not that he's stupid. It's that he won't be honest. And this woman is simply not being honest. But this is the first time in history that we would have public officials struggling to answer questions like this. Yeah, well, let's I mean, look at that. Here's another one. Say, we, well, yeah, it's a difficult question. Say, no one's say, ever thought that until now. So check That's this why one they out. have to do everything they can to rig elections. Because how do you win like this? Right. Senator Kennedy uh, asked the question, when does life begin, in your opinion? And Judge Jackson says, mm, I don't know. Let's take when, a listen. When, uh... When does life begin, in your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am? I don't know. When? when uh... <laughs> it's crazy stuff, right? You know, that she she's going to be somebody that we're going to put on for a lifelong appointment. And she can't answer these questions. These are these are very important questions. These are not, you know, unimportant. These are very important questions, and they can be very deep. They could be very simple. They could be very heavy. But the the fact that she gives no opinion whatsoever means that she's hiding her philosophy, like Marsha Blackburn said. She's hiding it, and that's what liberals always do. They sell you the brochure. They hide the details, just like when Pelosi said, 
you have to pass it before we know what's in it. Right. Well, because they politicize the court, and if people discover that these judicial nominees are political activists in black robes, then they're going to have a problem. So because they view the courts as just another method of achieving their goals in politics, because, again, as I said, the ends justify the means, the results-oriented, the philosophy doesn't matter. They get what they want. Now, they may have a disaster because it was H.L. Mencken who said in the democracy, the people get what they want, and they get it good and hard. <laughs> So people who don't have a philosophy, who don't understand where they're going, who don't understand fundamentals, almost always end up in disaster because they don't know. You know, it's almost like a sitcom where things always go wrong because they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And they they create a disaster. But the, the sad thing is they created it for everyone else. So I, I, I agree yeah. 100%. You know, just a couple things. Well, we have we, we have very limited briefly. time. And, uh, okay. Yeah, but sure. Go ahead. Just well, one, I'll, one more I'll thing. let it go then. Well, no, I'll, I'll let you go. It's about the whole Ukraine Russia thing. I just wanted to. Uh, oh, that might yeah. call back tomorrow, time, so. and we'll talk about it. Not a problem. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care. All right. Um, that brings us to the end of our show. But before we go, tweet of the day. Bob Bobby Walker writes this. He says uh, Hillary. He retweets Hillary Clinton, right? And he says, "Bill tested Bill, Hillary Clinton's tweeting. Bill tested negative, and it's feel and it's feeling fine." He's quarantining until our household is fully in the clear. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's probably down in some other island, right? Movie recommendations are appreciated. So Bobby Walker writes, here's one, 13 hours in Benghazi. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, be sure to check out our new Substack. Again, oh, we have this new idea. It's uh, uh, bring in uh, bring in the spring, and uh, it's a special. So basically, here's what we've decided: you sign up and you subscribe to the Substack. You get access to the free premium section for an entire year, all the way up till the end of the year. But um, but uh, uh, and you give no credit card whatsoever. There's not there's no auto renewal or anything like that. It's free. Um, but you'll get access to the premium content as we roll that out. And that's going to be all the way up until April 1st. So if you subscribe before April 1st, what we're going to do is add the premium section and our bigger lists that we have. Um, and then what we're going to do is send that out. So we're going to automatically put everybody that's in before April 1st into our premium section for free until the end of the year. And then it just rolls off. It's it's, it's again, no credit cards. It's all free. But go to scottadamshow.substack.com and subscribe today and join what we're doing because it's great because you get the source information for each and every show. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com, also magapack.org, and use Red State as your my pillow code. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there.